John Adams said, children should be educated and instructed in the principles of freedom. Just don't tell Terry McAuliffe that. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer, and this is my lovely wife, Nikki. Hello. And today we're coming back with sort of our news stories that mattered. I don't know, I'm making up different names every week. But uh, kind of look at the news for the week and um, what we kind of thought were the big stories. So before we dive into that, honey, is there anything you would like to say? I'm just happy you're back home now. <laughs> I am also happy I'm back home. It was a fun week, but it was a difficult week and happy to be done with it. But thankful that Nikki put down a very good episode while I was gone. So if you guys have not had a chance to listen to that, go give it a listen. It was definitely um, enjoyable to listen to. All her episodes are when she's <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> doing them solo. <laughs> Um, but today, yeah, we're kind of looking at the news and really, I think the big story of the week is, um, Glenn Youngkin winning the, uh, the governor's election in Virginia. I think that kind of took most of the headlines this week. So we're definitely going to dive into that. But before we dive into that story, um, I wanted to discuss another story I thought was pretty important and maybe it's because I really like sports. Um, but this one has to do with Aaron Rodgers, who um, I asked you earlier if you knew who Aaron Rodgers was, and I told you who he was, so let's see if you remember. Who is Aaron Rodgers? Is he quarterback? He is a quarterback, but which quarterback? I don't know. The Green Bay Packers Okay, I was going to say something else. <laughs> so that's who Aaron Rodgers is, and... If you want to, um, oh, and before we dive in, please uh, go ahead and if you haven't already, like and subscribe if you're on YouTube um, or Rumble. And um, if you're on the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe, follow us, drop a comment. We would love that. And then um, please come and join us on social media, Discord, wherever you prefer to be. We'd love to have you on Discord and kind of get away from Metaverse or whatever <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's calling it. it. Does it just sound cooler? It sounds awful. Meta. It's, <laughs> yeah. So come find us on social media. We want to talk to you guys and get to know you and grow and pray with you, praise God with you, all that sort of stuff. So come find us. All right. So if you want to read this headline, baby. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers discusses positive COVID-19 test. Says I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. Yep. So if you're unfamiliar <laughs> with this story, Aaron Rodgers um, just tested positive for COVID. And um, let's see. Yeah, if you want to read maybe from this one, just the first paragraph. So all these stories will be linked in the show notes, of course. And this one's coming from outkick.com. You want to just read that? Maybe the first two paragraphs? Sure. 
Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't one to sit back and take shots, figuratively or literally, from the media or anyone else. Days after testing positive for COVID-19, Rodgers decided to take a jab, though not the kind the liberal media would prefer. On Friday afternoon, Green Bay's quarterback sliced through the woke mob with the same ease in which he regularly carves up the NFC North defenses. I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now, so before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket, I'd like to set the record straight on so many of the blatant lies out there, Rogers told Pat McAfee during his weekly spot on the Pat McAfee Show. Yep, so Aaron Rodgers is under fire for um, getting COVID-19. And apparently, I guess the controversy comes because he had told sort of the media in the past that he was immunized against COVID-19. So they all just assumed that meant he was vaccinated because in the world we live in now, yeah. vaccination is the only way to be immunized against yeah. COVID. Well, he told the truth if he... I mean, he thought, I mean, you can get COVID more than once anyway. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, there is no immunization against COVID. There's just vaccination, but it's not immunization. And he goes on to say basically as much in these interviews here. And um, one of the things that I noted or pulled out here that he said, and if you can see it, it's in this little tweet that he sent out. Um, and it says, you know, I'm not an anti-vax flat earther. I'm somebody who's a critical thinker. I march to the beat of my own drum. I believe strongly in bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices for your body. Um, and, you know, that used to be kind of just called freedom <laughs> in mm -hmm. America. Used to be something we all sort of had the ability to do. But uh, in today's world, you know, you're, you're basically lumped in with that, right? Like we all, and this is what's funny about, and that's why I thought it was important with Aaron Rodgers because he's kind of well liked, you know, in the liberal media, because he's a California kid. He played at Cal and kind of pushes back on authority. You know, he doesn't, you know, he's had a lot of run-ins in, in a sense with the green Bay Packer organization, which is thought to be kind of a more traditional, um, you know, kind of organization, whereas I think Aaron Rodgers is more progressive, you know, free thinking, free spirit kind of guy. And they've loved him for that for years. Mm -hmm. But this just kind of goes to show you that, like, you aren't bigger than the ideology. Nobody is bigger than the ideology when it comes to liberalism. You either fall into party line right. or you get run over by the party. And right now, the party line is you must be vaccinated. No ifs, ands, or buts. You don't get to be a critical thinker. You don't get bodily autonomy. And you don't get to make choices for yourselves because the intelligentsia has already made those choices for you. Um, so here's Aaron Rodgers, you know, the liberals' favorite quarterback, getting steamrolled by the liberal media. And yeah. you even mentioned something about Bob Costas or whatever, what he said. Yeah, what was it he said? I had written it down because I knew I was going to not gonna say it right what did he say oh he was saying it's not um vaccination it's not a personal choice when it affects other people 
And he lists some things that were personal choices. And he's like, this isn't a personal choice because it affects other people. It affects your team and their chance to win. And I don't know. Which we know it doesn't, right? Like, we know that as of right now, the immunization does not protect other people. It simply doesn't. I mean... I just don't understand why people still don't understand just science and just the the fact that people get COVID again after being vaccinated. Like, that's a fact. That's not hidden. No, I mean, and that's what's funny. Like, it takes almost no amount of time to research the fact that the vaccine doesn't protect you really from anything. I mean, all they'll tell you it protects you from is severe um, illness or, you know, yeah. yeah. So but even this is even worse. And this is, you know, why it's even more, I guess, awful, you know, that they're steamrolling him because he goes on in here to say, um, right here, he says, Rogers did plenty of research on the vaccines. And he discovered that he's allergic to something in the mRNA vaccines and mm -hmm. the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines. But then he also did his research into the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And if you remember back in like April, that one was pulled because there was like blood clotting issues with it. So he was like, hey, I'm a professional athlete. I can't be getting blood clots from a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Not taking that one. Then he looks and finds out that he's allergic to stuff in and I guess you have to take his word for it. Um, so he went about his own route and did some um, treatments or whatever. And that's where he came up with a, that he's immunized because he had done these treatments through his own physicians or whatever. Um, yeah, and, he was trying to be honest, you know. Yeah. I think he was just looking at it in a different way, but he was, he was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, he was seemingly tried to um did he mislead them maybe i mean he knew he everyone... probably slightly was but he wasn't lying because everybody no. knows there's a difference like you said between vaccination and being immunized right because if you're naturally if you had covid you're naturally immunized right to the right. vaccine and but i just i like this story because you know we've talked a lot on this show that liberalism is an ungodly um political party a political stance and i think i mean there's so many um opportunities to see the way that it is ungodly and this is just another one and i mean you got a million stories to pull from about how the liberal obsession with covid and the vaccine has been That's ungodly but when you see the way that people that have long been loved by the liberal media and stuff like that the second you turn away from that party line, the second you stop towing that line, they will mm -hmm. immediately run you over. There's no love. There's no compassion. There's no goodwill. There's that no understanding at all. No, like, like nobody he has very valid reasons for not taking it. Right. And especially they've loved to tell us for years and years, decade or more, that Aaron Rodgers is a super intelligent guy. And they say this all the time and it irritates me. Because he'll do and say something stupid, put his foot in his mouth, and they'll go, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's a really smart guy. He should know better than this. They're constantly telling you what a smart dude he is. But then when he comes back and he's like, hey, remember, I'm that smart guy. 
I did my research, I looked into it, and I came to my own conclusion. They're like, moron, a liar, and you're run over by the satanic liberal media cult. Um, mm. So, you know, if Aaron Rodgers can be thrown under the bus, oh, you'll gosh. be thrown under right. the bus. That's true. Um, so it's just... I don't know why to highlight it other than I like sports and it's just another instance of just the godless left in this country. And, you know, there's no appeasing, you know, godless people. I mean, it's, you're either all in or you're all out. You can't have, you can't be out at all. Obviously. No. So, you know, like we talked about with Kyrie Irving, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is a believer, I mean, I, I would tend to believe he's probably not because I've never really heard him talk about Jesus or anything like that or any faith of any sort. So, but I think much like we talked about with Kyrie Irving, once you start going down this road of getting steamrolled by all the people you once thought were kind of in your corner and you start looking around and you realize the only people that are left standing with you are Christians. <laughs> you know, So this might be an opportunity mm. for us to reach out to Aaron Rodgers, not us per se, but Christians, um, people of faith that believe in critical thinking, uh, believe in you making your own choices, freedom, and those sorts of things that used to be American values, but are slowly Mm -hmm. becoming just Christian values anymore. Um, So pray, reach out to Aaron Rodgers, let him know you support him, Mm -hmm. Um, send up a prayer for him, let him know you're praying for him, reach out to him on Twitter, however you can. Yeah, um, I think in this time, you definitely need encouragement. He's very discouraged right now and is hearing too much negativity. I'm sure, yeah. it's putting a strain on a lot of relationships. And I bet it is. Like, and you, you never know, know what's going to crack somebody's, you know, hard exterior, especially like when you are this, you know, super famous, rich, whatever, loved by the media kind of dude like Aaron Rodgers is. So you always have this hard exterior, but when stuff like this starts happening, the exterior starts cracking, you start seeing all these people that were supposed to be in your corner. They're not in your corner unless you're doing exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. You never know if that might be the moment where you can maybe speak a little bit of truth into his life and, you know, mm. reach out to him with the gospel. I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't above being reached by Christ if Christ wants to reach him. So right. um, just lift him up in your prayers. And just be aware, man, like we've said on here before, you know, liberals are all about words, not actions. Mm. Um, So they just want you saying the right things, falling in line, don't step out of line. Um, It's a godless political um, affiliation, in our opinion. And this is just more evidence of that. So, yeah, um, there's always more evidence. (laughs) But yeah, how much do you need in your prayers? Um, and I just, the last part that I wrote down on here, um, is he said, Rogers placed blame on the media saying reporters were on a witch hunt to identify which players were vaccinated. And then he also blamed reporters at the news conference where he said he was immunized. Roger, um, then went on to say that if a reporter asked a follow-up question, he would have explained that he's not, you know, the anti-vax flat earther. He's just a critical thinker. So And this is where, again, he's spot on here. They would crucify him if he came out and said it because they have been on a witch hunt. Um, Mm -hmm. And we saw that play out perfectly with Kyrie Irving. Everybody under the sun that had a media, you know, affiliation trashed Kyrie Irving. 
for being the one guy in the league, you know? Well, everybody who comes out now knows exactly how it's going to play out. Yeah, so. They know they're going to be, you know, crucified in the media. So. Yeah, but this is our chance. Reach out to Aaron Rodgers and let's, uh, let's win us a victory for Christ because he's not above the gospel. Um, but right. on to the big story of the week. And like we talked about, that is Glenn Youngkin, who won the governor's race in the state of Virginia. And um, I mean, I have a news article here. It's from the New York Times. So I like to pull it from the Times because you take it with a grain of salt, right? It's the Times. So it's the most left-leaning newspaper you're going to read, basically. But if you want to just read this part, honey. Yeah, it says, Glenn Youngkin's journey from the heights of finance to the top tier of the GOP politics. Helped by his personal fortune, the victor in the Virginia governor's race won over voters who were put off by Trumpism, but were not, it turned out, entirely opposed to elevating another Republican. Yep, so... You know, they're obviously trying to trash him a little bit there. And if you read this article, which again, will be linked, they they go to great lengths to really kind of trash Glenn Youngkin in this. You know, they're trying to tie him to kind of that wealthy one percent because he is worth like four hundred million dollars, super successful financier and all those sorts of things. But. uh the reason, I mean, for us as Christians, um, this story is important. And I think the first thing that I, when I heard this, I just wanted to be like, pump your brakes. Like all the people that are like, you know, super excited and yeah, we stuck it to like, this is a politician. Like the odds, the last 50, 60 years tell us anything, he's going to disappoint us sorely. So, you know, don't just assume that we won some big victory. He's a Virginian or Virginia Republican from a finance background. He's probably not Ronald Reagan, um, but doesn't mean you shouldn't be praying for him. He sounds like a godly man of some sort. And this story goes on to say that he's basically opened like a church retreat and done a lot of different things. I know I wanted to look into that, but yeah, we didn't have time. To look I wanted to look into, into that. that in the church. That he started that yeah. Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity Church or something like that. Yeah. Um, I was just curious about all that too. Yeah. So definitely it's awesome. Um, you know, and I think the reason that this is a great story is he basically won um by rejecting radical, you know, satanic politics, basically. Um, and if you're if that word seems harsh to you. Uh, go listen to our other episodes. We've kind of decided that we're going to stop calling things just like ungodly or worldly. If it's against Christ, it's satanic, you know, so. Antichrist. It's antichrist. It's satanic. So that's where we're going with it. You don't like it. Sorry, but it's satanic politics. And there were many issues really that rallied the Virginia voters. Um, But I think the main one that really got them going and, um, again, I didn't. I don't live in Virginia, so I didn't vote for him. But it was critical race theory. I think that the, is the most important, though. Yeah, that's one of the big ones, and it was fascinating. And how you can know that the leftist politic type thing is satanic is because it's 
nothing but lies. And if you listen to any of the, you know, political coverage during the night, all it was was lies. You know, they don't <laughs> teach critical race theory in Virginia. There's what you kept hearing. And that's a lie that you may have to, I guess, dig a, or think a little more critically to understand why it's a lie. Um, because critical race theory isn't necessarily a field of study, right? Like you don't go in to be like, I'm going to critical race theory class, right? you know, <laughs> at least not in the elementary and like high school type classes. But what it is, is it's a filter mm -hmm. um, that leftists and these race baiters basically see the world through, mm -hmm. you know, it's like having a blue lens filter for your camera. If you put that blue lens filter on, everything you see through the yeah. lens is blue, right? And that's what it is with critical race theory. It's not that they're necessarily reading from the critical race theory book, but it's these teachers and these hardcore like Marxist teachers whose whole worldview is critical race theory mm -hmm. that's teaching your kids history. So all the history they read to your kids and teach to them is through a filter of critical race theory. And that's where it becomes poisonous. So yeah, so I think that is I mean, I wish that would be taken out of all schools. I know we assume it might not be everywhere, but it is. No, I mean, you see the one the the governors and stuff that have been standing up against it. So I don't think it's taken out of every school because when a governor stands up against it, it makes news like Ron DeSantis right. in Florida, you know, got a lot of uh, news media coverage when he basically decided to remove critical race theory type studies mm -hmm. from Florida schools. Well, that's how you take over a country. You start with the young and vulnerable and you slowly get them to think how you think. Yeah. And it's really insidious too, mm -hmm. because young children, I mean, they don't know any better. They look right. at a teacher as an authority, you know, somebody that they should listen to and believe and trust and to have these teachers and they basically think you think the same thing because you the parents send them to school they think everything my teacher says my parents agree yeah i mean unless, unless you you're them otherwise. super active in the school and what your kids are doing you're not even going to know um so yeah it's definitely poison that these teachers are pumping into kids and you know you're, you're raising generations of racists basically that are taught yeah. to hate this country, hate the white man and all these sorts of things. That's again, satanic. So critical race theory definitely was a big one. The second major issue again, from the outside looking in, um, but it does have to do with education. And that was um, Glenn Youngkin's opponent, who was the former governor of Virginia. So if you're unfamiliar, Virginia, I believe you can only serve as governor for one term. And then you are removed from office. And then if you want to run again, you basically have to wait another cycle or, you know, another whatever term, and then you can run again. So his opponent, Terry McAuliffe, was the governor, served his term, left office and was running for his second non-consecutive term. And um, he got into probably not enough trouble as he should have. But a little bit of trouble for when he uh, and we mentioned this on the show before. But if you want to read this headline, honey. OK. McAuliffe says parents shouldn't tell schools what to teach. Handing Youngkin a campaign ad. 
And then um, if you want to just read these two paragraphs. McAuliffe, a Democrat who was seeking a second non-consecutive term as Virginia governor in November's off-year election, proudly acknowledged Tuesday that he vetoed legislation while governor uh, that would have alerted parents when there were sexually explicit content in instructional materials. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decision, McAuliffe said. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. E. <laughs> and this is quite literally anti-Christ, yeah. like quite literally satanic, um, because if we go to Scripture, right, if you want to read this verse, baby, Proverbs, Proverbs? 22, 6. Yeah, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I think everybody knows that. I think even non-Christians know that. Right. And this isn't a commandment, you know, of God, but it's a truth of yeah. God. And if your stance as a politician is to say, parents, you don't get the right to teach your kids. We, us politicians and, you know, school boards, we're going to decide what's right for your kid. That goes against God's truth that he just told you in Proverbs 22, 6. We are supposed to train up our kids in the way they should go. Yeah. And I don't know. With education, even in medical, it's, it's the same thing. Like, trust the professional. Don't critically think. Don't think for yourselves. Just trust me. It's the same thing. Yeah, they want it's, you to be brain dead, basically. Just, and that's the thing. He's telling them, basically, you don't have a right to tell us, like, we can't pump your kid full of racist, critical race theory. and you know, gender ideology, garbage, and homosexual, um, you know, nonsense, basically satanic antichrist teachings. He's saying, you don't get a right to come in and tell us that we can't do that. Why? You don't have a right as a parent? He was saying you lose rights once you're, you send your kids to school? But in all fairness, and we've talked about this before, like, um, it's cool to see all those videos. I think Loudoun County is in Virginia. If you're unfamiliar, Loudoun County is where basically all the school board, like Twitter videos that you've been seeing where parents oh. are screaming at the school board and, you know, mm, for all the yeah. nonsense and garbage they have in their curriculum. And that's all cool. It makes great clickbait. Watch it on Twitter and you're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But honestly, in 2021, if you're going to your school board meeting going, I can't believe there's stuff about sex and all these crazy things in these young school kids like just books. finding out well then you're you're complete you're either naive or you're just looking for clickbait because if you're sending your kid to these public schools especially in liberal states you're giving them up to this you know mm -hmm. you should know this is what they're getting and not be like oh i can't believe that they're teaching my kids that the founding fathers were racist and that you know, being transgendered is just normal everyday. Like, you should know that by now. And this is why we advocate so strongly For that you pull your kid out of that school. Well, you have to, like, homeschool. You have to check everything your kids are learning in school now anyway. You have to double-check it. So you're already doing as much work as you'd be doing homeschooling on the mount. Yeah. A research you're going to have to do, looking through all their stuff and ask them, what'd you learn? Okay, like... You need to know what they're learning. Yeah, you don't have to worry that. about it if they're not in the public schools. And we get that not everybody can do that right away. Right, today, right. But we're encouraging everybody 
that that is absolutely something you should be working for. I just want to encourage people to know they can do it. That's what I mean, because a lot of people, well, I thought I couldn't, but yeah, there's a lot of support yeah. out there, a lot of options. Yeah, so and another reason I think why this was a cool story um, is, you know, the Biden administration uh, within just less than 12 months is already being basically rejected, you know, uh, soundly across the country. And I mean, you know, seriously, like they tell us 81 million people voted for this. Um, I can't imagine and the results that seem to be playing out 81 right. million people don't seem to be in agreement with this uh administration's policies well everything's uh, happening that we knew was going to happen yes and yet somehow <laughs> we're told 81 million people voted for it so they didn't vote for this they didn't want this not I'm that not many sure people. they even voted for this it's uh but that's what we're told right you don't want to be a kook um, but <laughs> what is important for us as Christians and, you know, freedom loving Americans is what I would expect is as this administration sort of, uh, the policies and what they're advocating for gets rejected across the nation. Um, I think they're going to start getting more radical faster because they're mm -hmm. going to realize that as these states um, you know, they're losing seats in the houses, these governor seats and all these sorts of things. They start losing their ability to get these, um, you know, laws and sort of policies passed. They're going to realize that they got to move fast. And um, we need to be leery of that. Watch out for it. Um, warn our brothers and sisters. Um, mm -hmm. And then also maybe just gird up your loins there because it might get even harder for us. Um, going forward, you know, starting January 4th here, if you um, don't remember, that's basically when uh, kind of President Biden's vaccine rule, where basically if you have, or if you're an employer of over 100 employees, yeah, I remember um, that. you know, they all need to be vaccinated or else they're going to be doing weekly testing. Um, but what's even more, I guess, nefarious about this is they have, um, they're starting to read through these OSHA regulations and realizing that this can kind of be twisted to be implemented against companies with less than 100 employees, too, pretty easily. So if you think you're safe because you work in some small business and um, this isn't going to affect you, it could very easily affect you very quickly um, to where you're going to be forced to get a vaccine or get fired or have to be, you know, maybe subjected to weekly testing. We know they're just going to squeeze everybody tighter. We're not, you can't read that and say, well, this is as bad as it's going to get. You know, it's not. No, like, has there ever been a time in history, and I'm not a history, you know, buff of that, I guess, stature where a super Marxist communist regime realized the errors of their ways and released the, you know, the reins on this no they always tighten right the chokehold on you they put the boot down on your neck harder when they start realizing they're losing their grasp so um, i'd stay prayed up for yourself for your family and i would start getting people around you prepared that like 
you know, I maybe know. don't go and get that new car right now. You may just want to save onto your money, you know, for just a little bit longer and see how this thing plays out. I was just thinking why Biden and with all of his obvious health issues and embarrassing things happening to him, why is why is he the face of all this? And, I, you know, maybe it's the conspiracy mind in me that he's just a puppet and it's the people behind him pushing all this because nobody else wants to live the rest of their lives known as this person. He's the one everybody's pointing the finger at, like just at the gas station today. Somebody had stuck a sticker on the, the gas pump with Biden pointing at the, the prices of the gas and said, I did that, you know, and is it really just Biden? Like he's this old guy and he, how much longer is he going to live? And yeah, then hard. he just passes on and everybody just blames it all on him. But the people really running the show, they're still they're still around, still implementing what they say Biden's plans. Was it really all Biden's plans? Yeah, anyway. I don't know how much of a conspiracy that really is. Um, <laughs> but that's for somebody smarter and more connected than us. But hey, it's just critical thinking. Yes, you're not allowed to do that anymore. (laughs) Um, But the other reason why this was a really cool story is um, the lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia that won, uh, she won the uh, lieutenant governor, um, whatever position in Virginia, is a black immigrant from Jamaica by the name of Winsome Sears. And what's fascinating in mind-numbing to watch is when you know the the godless left tells you that white supremacy won the day in virginia and you're like i got a black female (laughs) lieutenant governor and um what's really cool about her former marine her dad came from jamaica cool story um but one of the reasons why you know she claims she was elected is really because of kind of the the position that she took and she cited Psalm 133.1 as sort of um, the platform that she was really running on and Psalm 133.1, if you want to read this, baby. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and other versions go on to say uh, how good and pleasant it is when sisters and brothers live together in harmony. And I think mm-hmm. that is a message that resounds like, unless you're a hardcore partisan, like left or right or whatever, you want unity. Like everybody's so sick and tired of the divisiveness, yeah. um, which everybody. is antichrist. Um, this constant like being at each other's throat and everything in the news media that you read and see is all about making you angry and mad at your neighbors and you know, you're supposed to fear them or hate them and all yeah. the, and people are so sick of it because we're Americans. We're not that intrinsically. Mm-hmm. We love each other. We're not a racist right. country. Even believers and non-believers can live in peace and unity. It doesn't mean forsake your morals for the sake of peace, but obviously we can live in unity with all people, we can work together. We can be kind to one another. We don't have to speak harshly and judge one another and be hateful. Like it's no. possible. Obviously, we've always been that way, and all of a sudden, it's we're sliced and diced in many different ways. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's uh, satanic, an antichrist culture that's taken over this country, um, at least in the political class. So uh, this was positive to see, but be cautious. Don't give them a long rope. Um, keep them on a tight, tight leash, these politicians, because they are prone to break every promise yeah. they've ever made. Yeah. Um, if we let them, they're uh, definitely walking into the uh, swamp, as President Trump would say. Right. And they need to be— What kind of things are going to be dug up from their past and all the drama that's going to go on now? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Washington and um, these sorts of people have a way of— bending those to their mm -hmm. will so yeah pray for them but yeah. hold them accountable so that's um, right as we get ready to end this episode baby is there anything else you would like to say um yeah i just like that ending on that uh psalm 133 let's keep that in mind um yes as you just i don't know i think all of us are a little bit affected uh even if we don't want to admit it with all the division not really racial but just the whole you know the COVID stuff especially everything is virtue signaling and it easily just gets me stirred up when I see someone doing that so I don't know I gotta remember to I don't know not look at people that way or whatever way we're uh, being told to look at each other and judge each other um let's just all let's each hold on to to that verse at least um it's good that she brought that up, even if nothing good comes about, you know, with all the politics, that verse alone is a, a truth we need to hold on to. Absolutely. And it will come about if we want it to, right? If we choose to live that way in our own life, um, then it will come about, right? It only doesn't come True. about if we reject it. Um, so let this just, you know, be a wake up call that, as we've said before on the show, America is not a, a racist place. Um, it's not a homophobic, uh, transphobic, all this garbage that they tell us. We're not that. Everyone knows that. Like, you yourself are not that. Um, so don't assume others are just because you're told by a godless, um, satanic media and, you know, political class. Um, you know, mm -hmm. stand for other people, fight for them, um, love them, pray for them. Um, so take heart in this. It's some good news a little ray of sunshine but don't don't give them too long of a leash because they'll disappoint you if you do and um yeah lift up aaron Rodgers might be a, a small opportunity for the gospel there so that is all we got we'll be back on wednesday there may be an episode of mars hill <laughs> we say that a lot <laughs> i don't know um if not i got a, a topic i'm eager to get out um, to you guys so i actually hope mars hill doesn't come out because this topic is <laughs> probably better than what they're going to come out with but um that is all we got for you guys today love you god bless